Shady Pines Radio. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, party people of all ages. This is another fine episode of Everything and Nothing, and our special guest today is Amy D. Uh, she is a comedian who I met when I was attempting to be a comedian in Alaska. <laughs> uh, I was not good, uh, and we've both gotten better since, and she's currently in Indianapolis, so check her out. Uh, we are going to get real weird. And uh, you're going to learn several reasons to not ever let your children be raised in Alaska. <laughs> Check it out after this. Oh, crap. What's the matter? Oh, this stupid lighter won't stick to the light post. What? Huh? Hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to get this maraca to stick, huh? Maraca? What are you trying... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what now? Dude, you need stickers from Sticker Ninja. Say what? Sticker Ninja makes awesome, high-quality vinyl stickers. Yeah, but I need my business logo on them. Mr. Cat's Maracas and Lighters. Yo, give Sticker Ninja your logo, and they'll make custom stickers for you. But stickers just fade in the sun, or they fall off when it rains. The stickers from Sticker Ninja are waterproof and UV-resistant. And best of all, they're from Portland. Support local businesses, dude. Sweet. Are you water resistant? So where do I find Sticker Ninja? Go to StickerNinja.com and check out their website. Get free quotes on custom jobs. And hey, use the discount code SPR10 for a 10% discount on stickers. Support Sticker Ninja and Shady Pines Radio. I'm on it. Sticker Ninja. Subliminal Loving. For the love of everything and the space in between, Thursdays 10 to 11, here on Shady Pines Radio. Listen to this podcast, then we don't have secrets. There is no magic here. We are all fucked up. Comedy. I will always say I will do the pee joke because (laughs) you know what? It happens. Pee happens, my friends. It does. Pee happens, my friends. I want to welcome you back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. I'm your host, Chris. This is my co-host, Charlie. That's me. And today's special guest is Amy D from Amy D Comedy. Hello, welcome. <laughs> this welcome. intro is only for our YouTube viewers. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited, and it's like I got all ready, and then I wasn't sure if it would work because I'm not a really technologically great person. This is all working out beautifully, though. You got this. All right. <laughs> I, love the, I love the skull and crossbones right behind you. 
adds to the ambiance. This is my favorite flag. This is my pirate flag. These are my stars. This is my bed, actually. It, it's great. It looks like a like you're on a pirate ship, essentially, which is always my Present? dream. Well, I'll tell you something. Some pirates are like very, very important to me. If you have never heard of the female woman oh, whose Ching name she? is Grace O'Malley, and she was the the Irish pirate queen, and she actually stood up against Queen Elizabeth I and said, "No, I'm not going to bow to you." And I'm like, "Hey, that's my kind of lady." I I am a huge pirate fan. Um, oh, then you need to check her out, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know I've heard of her. Of course, I've heard of uh, Anne Bonnie, Mary Reed. Um, yes, Mary and, Reed was awesome. And um, she had a lot in common with Grace O'Malley. But Grace O'Malley was different because she used small ships and big ships. And she actually fought off the British Navy, my friends. The British Navy. <laughs> so did Ching Shi. She was a badass. Mm-hmm. Check her out online, YouTuber. Yeah. Does she have a channel or is she just <laughs> actually there on YouTube? There is a video on there that's called Warrior Women, and one of them is Grace O'Malley, and it'll tell you in one hour at least. 30 to 40 percent of her badassery yeah and then if you want to know more there have been a lot of books and there have been a lot of other things about her especially in ireland of course yeah but yeah she was pretty fucking awesome i don't read <laughs> okay you still go to youtube yeah <laughs> go to warrior women and look up Grace O'Malley. It's not that hard. Yeah, come on, Chris. It's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, if you really are, if you really dig shit like that, well, if, yeah. you're in, if you're into like women who changed history, and she should have been an episode of Drunk History, man. Yeah. I mean, still could be. I'm waiting for that show to come back. Me too. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows. It's so funny and smart, and it's like I actually learned something, as opposed to when I watch Orders on a Loop. Like, like I lose, but you you do learn a little bit, and then, but then I lose it all when I watch Hoarders. <laughs> it's like it all just yeah. gets Amy, sucked sucked out of my brain. I mean, you don't live in Alaska anymore. You don't have to be around Hoarders anymore. That's not. That is not every single human being in a, in a <laughs> fifty mile radius. That's, That's not. That's true. You're right. You could, you could just stop I interacting in, with all those people. I actually live in a beautiful house now, and it has a swimming pool. And like in the summertime, I can go swimming. I mean, not that you can't do that in Alaska, but you only have two seconds to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Here you get like you know four or five months of good swim time, so it's cool. I I love your shirt as well. God, you're just does say Carlin was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. There we go. There we go. On point right now. I'm, I'm I'm digging this. I have three versions of this shirt. 
<laughs> I it have also this, checks out. I have this one. I have the hoodie. And then I have one with his face. And it says Carlin is right. I actually sell one of the versions on Public, And actually, I just sold five of my Richard Pryor t-shirts that I've been, I designed. Nice. Right on. See, Chris, that was the stuff I was talking about. I, I have a couple of shirts on Redbubble doing the same stuff. Yeah, Redbubble and Public are twins. They they work together. Yeah. I've got a I've got a picture of a sun that just says coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's cute. That's my best one so far. Well, I gotta keep it's working like, on it. It's like within so many millions of years, but still, you know, hot <laughs> is hot. Yeah. But okay, so how's it going where you are, man? What's up with comedy? So I unfortunately took the entire year off. I haven't I haven't written a new joke in a year. That's I haven't okay. I haven't done any zoom. Well, no, it's so unnatural for me. I've never not been writing. Even before I knew what comedy was, I would just tell my right. fucked up stories yeah. to people yeah. and make them laugh at bars. And yeah, so yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what you're saying, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a hiatus. And sometimes when we're doing other shit or things are going on, you have to have a moment of, okay, the muses need to take a back seat for one minute. Well, well here's what worries and me, let me, let me deal with this. And then the muses are, they're going to bug you for the rest of your life, man. Well, here's what worries me, though, is that somebody uh, was dumb. I mean, generous enough to put me on a show on April 7th. And so now I have to <laughs> figure out my material. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Do you still do your puppies or gross bit? We have never been able to figure out what that joke was. Oh my god. Not since the first night I said it and it That what? joke was so funny to me. Here's the problem, Charlie. When I lived in Alaska, I would go to the Marlin uh, and I would order something called a trash can, my okay. which is called, well, which is basically a Long Island iced tea, except instead of Coke, you put energy drink in it and it's got blue Syracuse. And I would do <laughs> two of those Maybe. and then I would go on stage. And so oh. for the first year, year and a half of my comedy career, I could not remember 80% <laughs> of my jokes. Um, and it's so sad because I remember seeing you doing those things live off the cuff. You were just standing there in the Marlin most of the time. Yep. And doing shit. And I'm like, that's so funny. Did anybody record it? And I hadn't recorded it. I didn't think to record it. If I would have thought about it, I would have recorded it. Yeah. Almost nobody ever does. Uh, Lynn, uh, my my friend that would come with me most nights started being my my videographer and then i started learning that a lot of my jokes were not good and so <laughs> no <laughs> that way. was it's a big not that they're not good well it's unrefined that, it's that you have you have to rework them for the crowd you're in is the thing i'm learning yeah and and in a big city a bigger city i'm in a way bigger pond now than i used to be and so it's been really interesting for me to learn how to, okay, if you're in this environment, you can't do this as much as comedians don't want to hear that. 
if you want to make money, you got to know your audience. Till you get to a certain level, until you are a George Carlin or a Richard Pryor, sometimes you need to calm your shit down in order to enough of an audience that they will eventually listen to what I call your raging bullshit. <laughs> and it's not, it's not actually bullshit. It's actually a lot of times genius, but at the time. Oh dear. And they think, what is this crazy man saying out of his time? Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do think that you're having some internet issues, though, because you do, you've been cutting in and out a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I wonder if there's anything, I wonder if there's anything I can do to help it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not aware. I'm not sure. I'm like, honestly. I don't know if I'm closer. Probably not. The only thing I ever do is restart it, but. You think I should restart? I mean, is is this just normal for your internet? Well, I don't know. I have a lot of stuff on my internet, but it says it's a going all right. I also have wireless headphones on. Oh. I have wireless headphones <laughs> on. I don't think that should affect it, uh, hopefully, but... <laughs> Okay, well, oh, I well guess we're I can... just going to keep going and we're going to see what happens. It's working I now. Can, okay. so. I can go. I mean, if it seems like it's like plugging up the thing. No, no, no. Okay. That, is, that was not my point at all. I just wanted to make sure we'd be able to hear all of your story. That's all. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. Yeah, I <laughs> guess it's because I'm all the way over here in Indiana now. How's that been? It's been really, really fun and amazing. Where, whereabouts in Indiana? Indianapolis. Okay, big city. Yeah, because you've been hitting up the the helium out that way, right? Yeah, I got to perform there twice. Nice. I got to perform at Crackers Comedy Club twice, and um, I've been doing a lot of open mic and meeting a lot of people and networking and um, it's been really great. It was a big change and I was like shaking for the first six months, but I'm all good now. <laughs> right. It's a lot, a lot harder than getting to know the six comedians that exist in Fairbanks. <laughs> yeah. And the competition is really different. And I'm used to Fairbanks where everybody's really laid back and cool with each other. Right. Cause there's, there is no competition. We're on every show. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so here is completely different. Like it gets a little cutthroat, man. And it was like, Oh, it took me a long time. And I was like, oh, man, you know what? Um, comedy isn't always peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always thought it was. And because that's how I grew up in comedy. Yeah. I mean, from the comics I watched, they were all about love to the comedians that brought me up, like Glenn and Jerry and uh, Tracy Smith and Ian Bag and Chris Porter and... Kyle Cease and all those dudes that helped bring me up as a literal comic. It's like, 
I just thought it was all love. And then I would run into these people and they're just like, no, no, I'm full of cocaine. Ah, <laughs> you, well, I, hate I mean, you. you can only be full of one or the other, right? If, <laughs> if you're full of cocaine, there's no room for love. That's the problem. Well, that's, you know what? I think you're right on that. And that may be what it is. And I've learned recently because I've always avoided that. I always was like, that's a mean, that's a mean one. That's a mean drug. There are some drugs that are love drugs and there are some drugs that are mean drugs. And the cocaine family tends to be in the realm of more of the mean drugs. And um, it's well documented, but it doesn't mean it's all bad. And it's all, all of its uses. The South Americans actually chew the leaf when they're walking up mountains Mm -hmm. and it actually constricts their blood vessels so that they can breathe in the fucking Andes where there's no oxygen, which is a totally different thing than manufacturing it into a white powder that makes people into psychotic fucking (laughs) money hungry assholes. To be fair, they were probably already hungry, money hungry assholes. They just weren't psychotic (laughs) yet. Well, they just were, yeah, see, there's a bit. That's a bit right there. I love that. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been really fun. And um, other than the few assholes I've run into, there have been some really amazing people who have been so hilarious and funny. And I get to support their careers as they go up the ladder and there's one girl in particular who I've been watching her since I first got here and now she's starting to headline and she's opening for people and she's really kicking ass. And it's just, it's cool to see that people are really still able to make it even in this climate right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about how, how you adjust to whatever the current circumstances are. That's always going to be, you know, what's going to set you apart. If you can adjust to whatever's happening now faster than other people, that's your edge. And even though there have been some cutthroat pirate ass moments that I've dealt with, in the end, being cool is going to get you further. Absolutely. If you can be cool to people and be a big hearted person, you're going to get way further than if you're a dick. Because I see the dicks all the time and I see them go back and forth. I mean, not literally. Well, sometimes literally, but (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. But anyway. um, Hey, as long as you consent, that's all that matters. (laughs) Well, I did learn one thing about dating male comics, but we won't go there right now. (laughs) Why Um, not? (laughs) We'll save that for another podcast. But... um, it's been really cool and I've really enjoyed Indianapolis and I'm actually going to get a chance to do some spots in Ohio coming up. Nice. And where my, over where my sister's at. And so there's a funny bone over there and I'm hoping that I'm going to get a chance to do some open mics at their funny bone in uh, Columbus. Okay. Yeah. It's not too far from here. But um, I wanted to try some gigs in Ohio, too, just to feel it out. I had a couple of of interesting moments when I was at Helium and when I was at um, Crackers. And even though I killed at Crackers, 
both times I was there. At Helium, the first time I was there, I bombed big time. Yeah. And it was, I know this sounds weird, but it's the first time in 11 years that I had ever bombed in front of a crowd like that. Because I was really lucky. I was always in front of Fairbanks crowds. And they were always, yeah. and I only had to perform like once a year. <laughs> Man, you know, I kind of miss the Funny Fest sometimes. The Funny Fest is the baddest. Yeah, man. But um, it was like, I did that for so many years because that was the only opportunity that I had. And then the rest of the time I was at the Big Eye with actors trying to do comedy or I was at the Marlin trying to do stand-up. And you know how that goes. Hey, hey, I, I got that audience on my side eventually. You did. You really did. I mean, <laughs> I remember it. And I remember I remember just certain periods of time and I was like, finally, they're finally getting them. And I remember this one time I had told you, I was like, you know what, dude, you've got complex material. You just need to slow it down a little bit so that because you were talking really fast. Yeah. Nervous, Chris. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you started to slow down, I noticed people were getting it more because they could hear it. They were putting it together quicker because I think your brain was just like Robin Williams style, you know, <laughs> and they weren't keeping up with it. And I was like, yeah, but his material is funny and he would just dial it back in speed because the. The delivery was funny. The material was funny, but it was going so fast that I think people were just not. And I and it. I did not know how to leave space for people to laugh. So, exactly, because like, you were nervous. Yeah. So even if I, so there were times I would have gotten laughs if I would have given people the opportunity, but I I didn't know how to stop talking well, long enough to let. Because you were just going on to the next thing, and people were trying to keep up with you, but they couldn't, and then they, they were missing the laugh. Yeah. It wasn't that they weren't getting it; it was just that they were missing it because you were already on to the next shit. And you know, Tracy Morgan is kind of like that sometimes. He just gets so far ahead of himself. That it's like if somebody would just take him back a notch, but then you can I mean, be you like tried me, Tracy Morgan, back a notch though. <laughs> <laughs> That's never gonna happen. Yeah, Dude, a, a Walmart <laughs> truck tried and couldn't do it. So exactly. <laughs> Points. Exactly. But then you have like I got told this is so interesting because I recently did a show at a predominantly black club and I am very dry you know how dry I am and I'm kind of quiet and I was told that I was sort of boring sort of and I was like but that's because black people at clubs are so used to high energy yeah like if I could be Cat Williams I would love to be Cat Williams but I can't be Cat Williams because I'm fucking 50 years old <laughs> and I'm beat all the hell up and I'm fucking high all the time and I'm it's like I'm not I'm ever pretty sure those are person. all things that you and Cat Williams have in common <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that that's points 
But then I think, okay, yeah, but you know what? Mitch Hedberg was very successful. And sometimes people compare my material to Mitch Hedberg. And I really appreciate that because he's one of my heroes. But I get that. You're real soft-spoken. You like your one-liners. That make that that checks out. The one-liners is the thing. That was when I first started doing all my one-liners here because I have books of them. And I had some people like, oh, yeah, she, that reminds me of Mitch Hedberg. And I was like, yeah, thanks. He was like a <laughs> big influence on me. And so he's such a unique dude, you know, for his time period. But if I could somehow combine the the slow pacedness of a Mitch Hedberg with the energy of a Cat Williams, then I might be able to get somewhere. But I'm just like, I don't know if I could ever do that, you know? Even a Richard Pryor. I mean, he was not as hyper as Cat Williams. I mean, he had the same amount of intensity, though. Yeah, he did. He did. And I think that's yeah. I think that's maybe what you should be focusing on instead. You don't have to be as loud. You can focus that intensity. Oh. Okay. That's helping me out a little bit because you know, because I'm hard of hearing. Charlie, welcome to this uh episode of Shop Talk with Comedians. <laughs> Oh, that's no. <laughs> Sorry. It's, fine. it's very interesting. It's it's fun to listen to. Oh shit! I feel like a total asshole now. No, this is great. This has been but, fantastic. But I am hard of hearing, and so when I'm on stage, I can't do crowd work. Right. So other comics have this huge advantage over me because they can actually do that, and me, I'm like, I have to lure the audience in. And so it's like when you're an introverted person, that's really hard to do because I'm not naturally extroverted. So it's like, how do you draw people in but still maintain your cool persona without being so boring that the audience falls asleep? (laughs) I mean, I've I've just never developed a cool persona. And I think that... (laughs) Has served me well in this. Well, you—that's <laughs> not your that persona. No, I mean, I mean, I—I I guess that could be it. I mean, <laughs> it's just that, like, even with my family and everything, it's like I'm very calm. I'm not an excitable person, and so for me to try to be on stage and be very animated is really a stretch for me. And they keep telling me, you have to do it. You have to do it in order to connect with certain audiences. So I want to be able to do it. Because it is a part of your entertainment factor is just how much passion you can bring to the stage. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's the borderline. That's it. That's what I'm trying to figure out is what is, because I'm all about comedy. I mean, it is my life, but um, I have a lot of things blockading me, you know, I don't drive. Um, I'm 50 years old. I have a lot of health problems. So I just have like these extra, extra things. And what I've been told, this is, this will go back to the thing when I was talking about, when I was talking about this, it's not all love. 
is they don't care. I told the guy one time, I said, hey, look, I said, I've been waiting for this open mic for two hours. And hello. Just a second. Very I'm in, I'm like, I've been waiting. Okay. Are you leaving? Okay. Have a good time. I'm like, I've been waiting for this open mic for two hours. And now you're going to tell me that I can't go up because you had some fancier friends show up. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that kind of stuff that goes that on. It happens I, like all the time. It does happen. And I understand why now. Because, like I told him, he goes, I don't care about the fact that, it, that you've been sitting here for two hours. I don't care about the fact that it costs you $40 to get here. I don't care. And then I told him, and I totally missed the lineup because I don't hear well. And when you did the announcement, I couldn't hear you. And this is literally what the, what the host said to me. He said, I don't care about your... Uh, disability. Huh. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that is so... And I just put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, dude. I was like, what are you so angry about? <laughs> and then he was like apologizing, but it was such a, such a shock because I'm not used to that. I'm used to people being cool to each other and having respect for each other and being like, okay, with the fact that we all come from different places. We're not all equal yeah. as far as our circumstances. We're all equal because we're all human beings, but we're not all equal with our circumstances. And that's what's fucking with us. Yeah, there's the difference between equality and equity. Exactly. You know, everybody's allowed to sign up, but not everybody's going to, you know. Anyway, that's... Yeah, man, but at the same time, it's like, I would never say that to somebody. No, of course not. Oh, that's ridiculous. Because you're a nice person, Amy. Well, I, I, I gotta know, imagine I, there's some kind of like I realize that I'm like too nice here, and that's something that I have also learned, but... I would rather be too nice and have my career go slower than to be an asshole and make it quicker because fuck that. I believe in karma. Yeah. Karma, 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 karma. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Would you say oh, you're a karma oh. comedian? Is that <laughs> now that song is in my head. That's hilarious. You well, young guys right. actually know those old songs? No. Yes. That's hilarious. Charlie <laughs> knows things. I love I'm culture club. Marginally funny. <laughs> that is the structure <laughs> of our show. <laughs> marginally funny. That's me. I'm marginally funny. I, I'm I think like, that that's actually a really good name because. Like, there's a lot of people that are on the margins who don't ever get heard, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, there's a guy here in the Pacific Northwest named Dante Barnett. He's got a, a company called Suitman Productions. And his whole thing is about getting POC and LGBTQ 
and now I think he just started a um, a podcast for getting in touch with um, autistic comedians and, and comedians oh, on awesome. the spectrum. And so, like, his entire That's platform great. is giving people who don't have, you know, that don't usually have somewhere to put their shit, a, a place to shine. And so That's we, great. you know, they work with Dirty Angel Entertainment a lot. And so I, I definitely appreciate Suitman Productions as well. That's sweet. Now, I would like to know more about that. Where do I learn more about that? Uh, Facebook is going to be your best friend here. Uh, okay, Suitman Productions can, is found on there. Links. You can help me send me links, right? Yes, I can do that right now. Chris that would has be great because I'm really interested in uh, people who are promoting people who don't always get regular chances. Yeah. You know, and when you're like me, when you're a hard of hearing person, I mean, I know that I've missed a lot of opportunities because I never heard anybody. Like when I go up on stage, this is how crazy it is. Half the time, I don't even know if they're laughing or not. So that I'm just sounds going, like a nightmare, honestly. But actually, I turned it into a good thing because I feel it in form, and I'm like, okay. As long as they're not throwing bottles at me, I'm just going <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> you know? I mean, people like Bill Hicks had fucking bottles thrown at him. So if I can stand up there and deal with a little bit of silence, I'm okay with that. You know? Do you remember that oh. night I almost got into a fight with a dude on Columbus Day? <laughs> yeah, I was what, on stage was, was telling Columbus day? jokes. No, it was two Indian dudes. Was it Native guys? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's hilarious. They, <laughs> well, so I was telling a joke. The, the point of the joke <sighs> was... That it is dumb that we still call people from India Indians and also that we call people who are native to America Indians. Right. And that we we know why we do it is because right. Christopher Columbus is an idiot and he found a place <laughs> and he decided that it was India. And so we called these people Indians. But right. we have a we have maps now. We know that this <laughs> is not India. So why do we still call the Native Americans Indian? And we that was the point of my now. joke. I understand that one, I used to get much drunker. Uh, and two, <laughs> I was not as good at comedy. So I may not have been explaining it very well in the beginning. Um, perhaps. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was because you were but, a white guy. I mean, maybe. Well, yeah. So I'd gotten partway through the joke and both of these dudes start walking up to the stage. <laughs> oh, shit. No, and I don't remember like, this. Oh my god! No, yeah, no. They're and then they were like, "Yeah, so you you pick your next words very carefully." And I was like, "Oh, I have. This is actually going to be really funny. Just let me get to the end." <laughs> and they actually let me. But like Alex had started walking over, <laughs> yeah, to like kind of wedge I himself. Mean, Alex is this giant man who is the bouncer <laughs> at the Marlin, but he is also has his own uh, miniatures, uh, like like a company. mini. No, he he makes miniatures. He's he's got a company that makes D and D miniatures. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, like carvings or like out yeah, of yeah, little little game piece oh, statues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a super nerd. Friendliest person you've ever met. Terrifying. 
if you don't know him. <laughs> I love Alex. He's great. Funny. Uh, He's a great big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, and so funny. he like wedges himself kind of between us. And like by the end, they're laughing. They've gone back to their table. And I'm like, ha, this is exactly what comedy is about. But now as I'm older, I'm like, boy, I wish I could have avoided the entire first half of that, though. <laughs> you know what? That's actually good material. You know, everything that we experience in life, I believe it's given to us as material. Especially if you realize that you're a comic as a young person, you know, like you experienced, you figured out you like comedy as a young person, you know, it's like when I was a kid, I was telling jokes and doing bits when I was eight years old, Yeah, you know, to everybody around me. So it was just part of my, who I was, it was my way of communicating with people. So if you're young and you get a chance to experience that shit, you have to understand what it is for real and it's a gift. So it's not always about us. Sometimes it's an actual gift from whatever. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I'm not a big believer in religion, but there's something that's creating shit. And um, so don't let it go by because it is a gift. So even if you can only do a little bit here and there, or like it's been so hard with everybody during the pandemic, no, nobody's been able to go to shows and everything. I've been really lucky. I've been able to do a couple shows, but they've been very sparsely populated and it's just, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. So it's like comedy is taking a little bit of a couple of hits, but we'll get back. And we'll oh, be yeah. stronger than ever, you know? Comedians are so excited for for things to be able to be open <laughs> and to, to go and say obscene things into microphones to terrify strangers again. I think every, <laughs> I think everybody's excited to get outside again. Gee, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. And like, and other people. Like, I went for a walk and there was like people out and we all were just like walking. It was fantastic. <laughs> It's really funny sometimes when I walk out now, like if you go downtown and you see a bunch of people, it's almost like, whoa, it's almost like, not like you're afraid of them, but it's like you're so unused to being around people again. It's going to take everybody a while. I mean, a lot of people are becoming agoraphobic, though, because of this pandemic. That is a real thing. My therapist is very worried about it for me. (laughs) <laughs> I understand, man. I understand. My mom is has been getting like that too. She's like, I've been sitting here on this couch for the last year. The last thing I want to do is get on an airplane. And I'm like, oh, mom, it's going to be okay. All you're going to do is sit on the airplane. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, you know, but I understand how you get into a rut because if you're forced into a rut, it's not put upon you by your own soul it's like uh sometimes we do that on our own because we need it but when it's put upon you by some external thing it's really hard to overcome that shit yeah well especially because until that external thing is gone you really can't break protocol so there's no knowing when there's no knowing I mean, even what the next, like, year looks like in the end. Yeah. 
It is sad. And it does feel, what's shitty is that it does feel like, okay, well, we're all under all this oppression. But then at the same time, because this is a new thing that we're dealing with, it's hard to know how to handle it. So it's like we're caught between this battle of wills and America is a very young country and we are a very, a country that is full of variety. And so what I'm hoping is that it'll shake out okay, but you know, it's like, I call it growing pains. The country is going through growing pains and we don't know how how the kid is going to end up. Because <laughs> there's no really, there's no ability to predict that, you know? Yeah. We can hope that the country is going to become a big and strong, strapping young dude who's smart and who's <laughs> capable. But the truth is we usually end up with something else that, isn't what we think America is supposed to be. Right? Does that make sense? Well, I don't know. I've been drinking vodka all day, so <laughs> it's hard it's a for theme me to on know. this show. You're you're doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just I hope that that everybody gets out of it okay. Man, I kind of hate it, but, like, my life has only gotten better since the pandemic started. And, like, when it when it first went off, I've got a buddy named Theo, and he's, he's a fellow Alaskan. Like, I met him in eighth grade, you know? Oh, awesome. And he just lives down the road from me. And oh, cool. so when, when everything first kicked off, we were like, cool, we're going to treat this like a deep freeze. We're going right. to go stock up real quick and we'll be just fine getting back out in public in about a month. Right, but- right, right. <laughs> we were ready. We loaded up my car, went our separate ways and said, see you in four weeks. Bye. <laughs> and like, we were, that's, we were ready for that. And then it kept, it just kept going. And so yeah. now my brain is stuck in a mode where because that's how I went into it, I'm still in that like survivalist state. And so I don't quite know yet what it's going to take to break that. And uh, therapy's been fun, guys. (laughs) You know what? Especially guys from Alaska. Because guys from Alaska or from other climates where it's really difficult to live, they go into a paranoia mode because that shit could mean your life. Yeah, everything. I'm I'm so much thinking that everything is life and death, like all the time. Exactly, and so but, because, like I moved so that it's not. But, but I you can't. are from there, so it's yeah. like that mode. It's hard to break that mode of oh, you know what? It's like when I moved into this big house where I'm living, they were making fun of me because I brought all this emergency water with me, like <laughs> gallons of water. <laughs> <laughs> I had like one suitcase and ten gallons of water. <laughs> You're and they're like, they're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm paranoid about not. <laughs> like, what if my pipes freeze? Like, you don't understand. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, even here, I have experienced that same thing after living in a last forever. You know. 
Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, just a, just a friendly PSA from the comedians, and I want you to take a second to think about the kind of people that decide to become comedians who yeah. told you that you shouldn't let your kids be raised in Alaska because <laughs> you're gonna fuck them up. I just want to point this out, mom and dad. <laughs> Don't let your children grow up in Alaska. <laughs> special PSA from everything and nothing. Well, you know what? That's really funny because I actually have been working on a bit because I just watched the Bill Burr special called Paper Tiger and it was so great. And uh, in there, he has this bit about Alaska men and how... Oh, no. Did you see that part when you talked about that? Okay, well, he has this bit in there about um, how so many men in Alaska in the seventies or whatever were up there because at the time, sorry, the prison system was giving people the opportunity to either go to Alaska or go to jail. (laughs) And so a bunch of dudes were going up to Alaska and the number one reason they were getting in jail was because they were pluking animals. (laughs) It was because they were what? They were pluking animals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I try so, not to say things two episodes in a row. But if you're gonna <laughs> if the universe is just gonna give me this boomerang here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the okay, last so, episode we just recorded, we mentioned that the reason <clears throat> that my father wound up in Alaska really is because uh the military when people fuck up hard enough, just send yes. them to they Alaska. They send them to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's hilarious. It's, and so I'm just glad that I could get this just verification of this thing <laughs> I just said that sounded real crazy half an hour ago. But so like, need, bam. <laughs> so you need to check out Bill Bird Paper Tiger because it, he talks about it in there, right? And I'm Does just it? like... Okay. And I'm like, oh my god! I go, that's why I couldn't get a date. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. <laughs> uh, it was like all my years of Alaska finally made sense. Yeah, because nothing there makes sense because they're all mad here. Yes, Alaska's a crazy place. It is. Alaska is Wonderland. It's a really beautiful, amazing, mystical place that's that full of really you. crazy things. Like, I remember my opener that I used to use when they would say, hey, you need to write your intro for your funny fest thing. And mine was the same every year. And I would always write from the beer-soaked bowels of downtown Fairbanks. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I really literally felt like I was from, you know? And um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, I mean, that's a fair description of downtown Fairbanks. I think so. I think so. Yeah. The Marriott looks nice. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, I don't know if there's guards around at 48 hours a day, but. Alaska days are weird. Don't give me that look, Charlie. No, I no, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, you, you get, uh, I'm. I have family in Alaska, and they're kind of getting old. Yeah, my so my grandpa was born there, 
Um, oh, cool. He was a sourdough then. His his parents met on the boat over from Norway. Uh, oh, cool. To, to Ellis Island. And then, um, so his mom went to the Midwest somewhere. His dad went up to Alaska, worked on halibut boats for a year, and uh-huh. then earned enough money and sent for her, you know, kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, so I've. What I've, a great story. So lately I've been like. Oh, I just have I to just... say, you look extremely Norwegian <laughs> to me, if you don't mind me saying that. I, I sometimes get that. Uh, I'm I'm Norwegian and British. Because I, I have I have Norwegian family through marriage, and they they have very similar. I'm like, oh yeah, I could see that now. Yeah, but I jaw lines was was the one she was mimicking for those jaw lines or was it the cheeks? I can't. My yeah. grandpa and my mom and I have the same cheeks. Yeah, were <laughs> uh, the cheekbones anyway. Anyway, That's so awesome. um, but I was like, I've got family up there, and they're kind of they're kind of getting old, and I'm like, I should go up, and that'd be fun. I used to go up there for well, I've been up like a few times during the summer, and it's during um, the two good weeks out of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, we go like right. in the middle of July, and it would be beautiful. <laughs> and well, or or for one time we went weeks, the, the exact same time, middle of July. And it rained for two weeks. So it's like one or the other, whatever you oh, want. Yep. That is exactly what July is made of. Uh, and um, It but, does happen. Uh, but August is worse. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about that. That might be a good trip to make soon to see those guys, see Alaska before those guys aren't around before i don't have I family to crash with i want to see my grandma at some point charlie are we are we are we doing a double day are we gonna go meet each other's family oh that would be great <laughs> that'd be pretty good cool. you know what would like be fun the, we could take like the uh we could take the the ferry up to petersburg where my family is it's like a, a really day and a half beautiful trip. and that way we can take one of our cars and we're not stranded yeah that'd be cool yeah, I don't you know. You should video the whole thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna turn this into a constant thing for the podcast. No worries. That would be great. Alaska's <laughs> like on people's minds lately, so. Yeah, I think uh, getting out and away from people, but staying in nature is <laughs> on people's <laughs> minds lately. You know, out of our houses, and there's enough room for everybody. <laughs> Alaska's a good answer. It is. It's really, Talk about really social awesome distancing. It's <laughs> it's the only place I've traveled since this whole thing started. I went back for like uh, a weekend to go camping and whatnot. Right. Uh, did I you, did you almost die. Um, oh my god! Why did you almost die? <laughs> just the way I've, you said that was so funny to me. Was so relaxed. I, I did almost die. I well so. <laughs> I've like, never been on a paddleboard before. <laughs> uh, never, so when not it even flipped Hawaii over, or anything. Yeah, no, I was at Sheena Lakes. That's where the <laughs> fuck I was. Yeah. <laughs> that is the correct response. I know none of you know why or what that means, but nah, that's right. So yeah. Uh I'm on a paddleboard. A storm is starting to, or not a storm, but like a, a good bit of rain and wind is starting to come in as we're mm-hmm. trying to make our way out. Uh huh. Lynn has had her paddleboard for like ever. She's a fucking champ. 
The other two people have canoes. They're fucking set. I'm oh, right. sitting back here going... <laughs> <laughs> and it is not going well. Until finally, I don't... <laughs> Why was I making that face? Because that's just what it does when I'm nervous. Now... <laughs> Why were you on a paddleboard? Because it was a nice sunny day when we left. Okay, okay, okay. That's funny. So, That's a funny story, man. Well, so Lynn had warned me before we got on them that if I fall off, nobody in our party knows how to get me back on it. And so that's the only thing I get to think as this paddleboard flips over. Oh my God. You're like, and I am falling under moment. the surface. Uh, yeah no that's it was, really scary and that water is cold yes it were i did not appreciate any of this no alaska water is not even something to play with it was summer though so i wasn't dying <sighs> even in the summer it's cold yeah see ya charlie visit alaska Almost die a little. It'll be fun. It makes for a great story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go back. I probably won't go in the water. <laughs> I never want to like, go in the water. Do you like to, like, um, me and my friend, we would go rafting. And that was, a little bit, that was a little bit less scary because you're not trapped inside the canoe or right. the kayak. Because it's a raft, and then if the raft flips over, it's a little bit less scary because all you have to do is flip it over, and then it's like you can hang on to it and jump back in. Right. It's not as scary as if you're inside it and you don't know what you're doing, and then you flip upside down. Yeah. But we used to do that. We would go from, I forget where, to we would float down to the big eye. And then we would hop out and be freezing, and then we would get coffee and whiskey and eat cookies. That does sound nice. I do kind of miss the big eye for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a fun St. Patty's Day this year? I mean, all I did was watch Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. uh, Snuggled up with my girlfriend, and... uh, Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I guess that's really all I did to celebrate. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it was nice. Hey, anything you can do is good. I'm just, I come from a very, my mother's side of the family is very Irish. So there's always something going on. My mother was married on St. Patrick's Day. And so it's all like a big, huge deal. My family was pretty big on it. We, we had a, we had a drinking game that we used to play for every holiday. Oh. Cause you know, we're from Alaska. And so. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) <laughs> but what we did, we would change the name of it and the color of the water based on what holiday it was. So for St. Oh. Day, it was called Patty's Pickles, and it was green water. And what we did is we had a huge pickle jar. Like, I want to say it's like five feet. No, I'm sorry. I'm bad at, I'm bad at math. It's like three and a half feet tall. Two feet, two and a half? No, like three and a half feet tall. Like it's, it's huge. Um, And then you put a lowball glass in that. Oh. And then you fill it with colored water. And you want the lowball glass at the bottom of the pickle jar. Because what you're going to do is you're going to grab quarters. 
and you're going to drop them from above the water. And you have to try and get them into the low ball glass. If you get it into the low ball glass, you pick who drinks. That's Uh, fun. Now, are you Irish? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to ask because that sounds like some kind of colossal fucking Irish car bomb. <laughs> like, you know what Irish car bomb is, right? Yeah. Like the, the drink. You pour, you put your whiskey. But this is like a giant, your, yeah. A little like, bit. But I, it's just huge, like a huge one, like Irish car nuclear. I built a bigger atoms. Irish car bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't just blow up the car, it blew up the whole city. Alaskan car bomb. Alaskan car bomb. That's pretty cool, man. So how wasted were you after you had one of those? <laughs> oh, Chris, have you have you used frozen again? Oh no. We've been losing losing everybody else. All day. Did you actually get really wasted when you did that? Chris is frozen. He is a. Uh, he is no longer with us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's no. It's it's fine. It's, I'm wondering what's going on with him. So it's nice to meet you, Charlie. Well, yeah, it's nice to meet you as well. Uh, I love your taste in pirates and <laughs> things like oh, that. Yeah. Pirates and comedians. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of pirates. Oh, me too. For a long time. Uh, my, my mom, like as a kid, I had all kinds of pirate stuff. I think like after I saw Muppet Treasure Island, I was pretty much hooked. <laughs> um, of course. So good. Yeah, I mean, and I was always like a big fan of, like you say, Mary Read and mm-hmm. and all those guys. And oh look, is that Here us? He comes. Here he yep. comes. I always come back. Yay. Yay, he made it back. I'm not that easy to get rid of, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, another another episode done, Chris. Another episode wrapped up. Uh, what did we learn today, Chris? Well, let's see. Um, um, of course, as always, uh, don't go to Alaska. Yeah. We don't want you anyway. Um, also, stop sending people to Alaska. We <laughs> don't want them anyway. Um, comedy is freeing. Life is a journey. Be a fucking pirate. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, big special thanks to our special guest, Amy D. Uh, that's A I M E D E E A M I E. Whatever. Chris knows. On Facebook, Instagram, Amy D. You can find her. Uh, and she's hilarious. Uh, and us. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We do the things. And there are multiple E's in our name as well. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're also on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere else you get your podcasts, except for some places. I don't know. And also Everything. Shady Pines Radio. And on Shady Pines Radio. Days from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. It's the only thing I know, so I have to say <laughs> That is correct. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, uh, email everything and nothing hot, uh, everything and nothing 2020 at hotmail.com, patreon.com slash everything podcast. Um, 
That's really it. I re- Venmo really like at Chris Comedian. <laughs> Venmo at Chris Comedian. Chris with a K. Comedian spelled all normal. That's, yep. All right. Give me money, please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Listen to Shady Pines Radio.